I think the funniest part about this is that Delena's definitely think this is a serve. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> they thought they were like eating. They're like, eat, eat, eat. And I'm like, no, sweetie. There, there, there actually is a lot left on the plate there. Can I, can I, I have a confession to make. Uh huh. Admitting they're toxic, but still fucking anyway is my favorite, Delena. Actually, though. <laughs> Admitting that they are toxic and bad for each other, but still deciding to do that, bitch. That's my favorite, Delena. That's this is this. The end of this episode, as stupid and dumb and fucking shitty as it is, kind of peak Delena, actually. <laughs> I think probably it's peak Delena just because they are finally aware of what we all know, or at least the exactly. same people in the room know. So, like. That's that's I think yeah that is peak Delena where it's just like okay finally we're self aware and we're deciding to still go through with it. The reason why I say they think this is a serve is because the acting is like phenomenal, but the dialogue is not, and so it not. it's just it's just not meeting. But I know people just like quote this all the time, you oh, know, yes, and like absolutely. and they're like, and they're like oh my gosh this is such a serve, and I'm like no sweetie the dialogue was not a serve, like. The 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 situation, like the context of everything, a hundred percent is served. Like it's funny yeah. as hell. It makes no sense. It's it's the most TBD TBD could be actually. Exactly. I I propose that this episode is actually kind of peak TBD. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is my proposition. Yeah. Hi, hello everyone, welcome back to It is a Vampire Diaries fan cast, it's only 10 years too late. This week we are watching season 5, episode 16, While You Were Sleeping. Kind of peak TVD, actually. Peak TVD. Also, a little bit of a pandemic serve. I'm not wait, gonna... Wait, yeah, you're right. We kind of have to say it. Yeah, you're kind of right. Yeah. This episode is like kind of good in a lot of ways and also features ironically my favorite Delena moment of the whole series <laughs> so I kind of a good ep actually like I genuinely enjoyed this episode and here's how I can tell that I really enjoyed this episode is I was watching this episode while I was scrolling through my phone as one does you know uh-huh. of course of course and while I was scrolling through my phone, I kept having to like look back and like rewind a little bit because like, ooh, what did they just say? So like <laughs> that's how, <laughs> that's how I know it's a good episode where I'm like, actually, let me pay attention for real, for real. You know, like this episode is kind of batshit insane, but very fun. It's very entertaining to watch. You're just like, what's going on here? What's going on in Mystic Falls and at Whittemore College and like. Why? Why are these things happening? Also, Nina Dobrev was oh on my her God. shit this episode. Like, she was also on her shit last episode, but this episode, she is on her shit. Nina Dobrev should have gotten an Emmy. Nina Dobrev should have actually gotten an Emmy, like, and I'm not kidding. I'm not I'm, kidding. I'm not kidding either. Like she deserved one for all of this. All of this. Like she is the saving grace. I think of this season. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. She's like, the only reason this... I mean, in general, this show is only really good because Nina and Paul are fucking incredible. Right, right. Which but is Especially like, this season, the episodes we've enjoyed are like all the Nina Dobrev episodes. 
And it's like crazy to think about because this is a CW show and we have like some of like the amazing actors acting their asses off on a CW show. Literally, they were like, this shit is paying my rent. Thank you very much. Like, <laughs> like I will earn this shit then. Right. They were like, I will, if I can extend this show, then I don't have to look for work and I can right. just like pay my rent for the next five years. Right. Thank you. I will take that check. <laughs> and like, they're so right for it too. Cause like, <laughs> like they, I think honestly, if, if like actors from TBD had to go into the originals, you know, where like the dialogue is top tier, the acting is top tier. I think Paul yeah. and Nina could definitely transition easily. Everyone else, you're kind of on like thin ice. Everyone else is on thin ice. You're not. You're probably not making it past audition. Um, Kat Graham and Candace could. Yeah, I was. I was gonna say that. Too. Those are the only two that I think like <laughs> could, they could do it. They they could they they could like also make it, and then everyone else, you're kind of not making it sweetie like kind of not making it in besties like you did not get that what is it that golden ticket um you did not you would you did not. it you lost and you're 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 the person in the in the reality shows that everyone is like no everyone actually is not even rooting for you they're kind of laughing a little bit at you and when you get interviewed afterwards you're like you know i tried my best and everyone's like okay yeah that was your best unfortunately that was your best. <laughs> unfortunately that was your best but okay um but yeah no i i love nina's acting Ugh. and paul this too but episode, I, I really love nina's acting oh my god this episode is genuinely good if you can't tell we've been kind of on a roll for the last few episodes actually no really it's kind of insane like tvd's actually getting good again what and the originals has always been good, but the last few episodes of the originals are especially stellar. Like, like okay, everyone's okay. little, everyone's popping off a little bit in the writers' room, I guess. You know, I feel like here's the thing: I feel like when you get to episode fifteen, sixteen ish of like uh of like a twenty two episode season, mm-hmm. that's when I think. Even if the rest of the season hasn't been good, I feel like 1516 is always when some writers' little machinations come to head. So you're like, even if it's like a not good season, you know? Yeah. The writers' little machinations always come to head in that last three quarters, you know? I mean, it kind of has to. Let's let's finish strong, you know? And I feel like every single show, no matter how bad or shit the, the season previous was, 1516 is usually when you're like, all right, make or break, let's fucking go. And that is especially the case with TVD. I mean, they kind of have to if they want to keep people for the next season. You know, it makes sense. Like, it's yeah. kind of evil in a way if you think about it. Because they, they're just like, hey, we're going to, like, produce a little bit of some a little shit. You know, a little not good TV. Right? And that's going to be in the beginning. Right? But then you're going to keep watching because for some reason you keep tuning in. And then you get to like episode 15 and you're like, oh, this is actually getting good. And then you get to the end of the season and it ends in a bang. And you're like, oh my God, that was so good. Like they have to get better next season. Right? Like they're going to get better. And then they do it all over again. It's kind of, if you think about it, it's kind of a little bit like Stockholm Syndrome. It's a, a little bit like I'm being trapped against my will, but I like like it a little bit near the end. You know? 
I also just think that sort of like how we tell stories on TV really lends itself to a strong fourth quarter. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Like it really lends itself to like three fourths of the way through. You are going to have some plot twist that makes everything make sense. And you're like, oh, OK, I can now forgive the bad weirdness because the aliens were invading the whole time or whatever. You know what I right. mean? Like there's yeah, always yeah, yeah. like that, that little like seventh inning twist really always gets you. And that I think is what we're in now. We're in sort of that like, oh, by the way, pivot. Like, hey, we got you. <laughs> uh, you thought all like- that doppelganger shit was over? Not a chance. Like, uh, OK, and, and like okay like I, I get it you know fun like bring it back and then like like take it away and bring it back but like when you first introduced it could you not have started with the bank and then take it away and then continue with the bank like come on you guys i know you guys can do a little bit better i know you guys can do better than this like let's and i and the worst part is too at, at least when the doppelganger stuff was like initially introduced i was genuinely excited about that like yeah. I was so excited to learn more about it and like to see what Silas would do. I was like, let's go, let's go. And then they just were like, okay, that's it. And we're not we're not doing any more, which is like fine, but like even like before they ended it, it like ended so abruptly. It's not like they mm-hmm. played it out a little bit and then they ended it and they were like, Okay, well that was good, but now it's over, right? It was like, oh, here it is. Now it's gone immediately right afterwards. And now you have the rest of the middle of the season to go through before you get back to the doppelgangers. You know what I mean? It was a little bit fucked up of them to dangle that in front of us and then abruptly shut it behind a door and then open the door again now. You know? Right. Like, I, it's cool or whatever that it's back. And I'm, like, excited that it's back. But also, like, you could have kept it a little bit more open in the beginning and then just like shut the door. And I've been like, oh, but that was good. And then it would come back and I'm like, yes, it's back. Let's go. It was so weird. This yeah. Okay, we got to just like start talking about it because we will just talk about how shit the TV <laughs> season five is in general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I noticed? It's either an episode in season five either gets like a nine or higher or like a four. Like... <laughs> There's no in between. There's no. There's in really of the like big, little in between. Yeah, no episodes either popping off or it's just bad. It's just or bottom it's just of the shit. barrel bad. Which is like again not a good sign for a TV show because like not I a need, great. Yeah, exactly. I need this those kind middle of variation of the, is not good. Like I need middle of the road episodes at least. You know, exactly. like I'm okay with those, especially if they're like filler episodes. Like, I'm okay with those. But, like, you can't just be popping off one episode and then just be like, oh, sorry, we lost a touch the next episode. Come on, you guys. The Netflix description for this episode is, while Stefan tries to explain recent events to a sick Elena, her first instinct is to call Damon. Damon dreads making a disturbing confession to Elena. Lot going on here. Mm-hmm. Basically, this whole episode, Elena's in quarantine in her Whitmore College dorm room, and she because wants if to she get leaves, out. yeah, exactly. If she leaves, obviously she has the vampire, the Ripper virus, mm-hmm. but she also has like the werewolf variant of the Ripper yeah. virus. Because yeah. hey, remember when Catherine was like, actually, if I can't have this body. Nobody no can, can. <laughs> and then injected herself. 
Uh, <laughs> I love how, how she's sort of like that bitch. I love her. I miss her. Aww. I miss her already. I already Although kind Catherine. of this episode, Elena's also becoming a little bit of like that bitch, but in a good way. So yeah, yeah. Uh. Um, Stefan, Caroline, and Bonnie ask Liv again. Remember Liv? She's that newbie witch to cast a spell and seal her in there, since they ca- so they can find the antidote for all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Bonnie is trying to teach Liv how to like practice magic, uh, and Caroline is off in Wes's laboratory, and Stefan is dealing with Elena. So honestly, this little like squad, this little like team up of Stefan, Bonnie, and Catherine or Caroline are like. The most competent motherfuckers in the world, actually. I love this team. Like, if this, this was team a K- up is so good. If this was a K-pop group, this would be my favorite subunit. Hands up if you got that right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right. You're so right. They would be. Like that's they, that's my the bias. Line, they would have you know like I mean? the vocals. They would have the dance. They would have the visuals. They would have, they would have everything. everything. Exactly. Like, come on, you guys. Like, they have they have it all. They are, they are, they hit number ones on the chart in my bedroom, okay? Like, they're, they're everything to me. And then the other sort of, like, group we have going on this episode is Matt, Jeremy, and Damon, oh. which I feel like would be everybody's least favorite subunit. Oh, no, no one likes <laughs> that subunit. Like, they get, like, they, they are down on the charts. Like, they're kind of flops, if you think about Here's it. Here's the thing, though, is I feel like they would have a small but really dedicated fan base who enjoys oh, hearing no. songs that are bad. Oh, no, definitely. They would be <laughs> one of those boy, boy subunits. <laughs> no, definitely. I agree. We all know them. I'm not going to name names. We all know them. All right. They would we be all know the, what I'm talking about. They would be the, oh, fuck. What's a boy group I know that, like, makes bad music, but I enjoy them anyway? They would be the Omega X of yeah of K-pop right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's me calling out a group whose music I genuinely do enjoy, but I also do feel like is very bad in general. So You guys... Do you love how this podcast is now is now half K-pop, half the vampire diary? <laughs> we really have, like very much pivoted in recent oh, weeks. Yeah, I know. You can you can see the little autistic brain of mine trying to sneak it in everywhere. You know? <laughs> like- and then it's just me with my fucking 7-hour p- K-pop playlist that I listen to at work. Oh, so Yeah, no, exactly. Everybody wins, everybody loses. Right. <laughs> you're watching a you're watch you're listening to a a Vampire Diaries podcast. Think about it. You already weren't winning. You already weren't winning. You're going to get some K-pop. In. Like, K-pop was going to seep in here somehow. Yeah. I feel like we needed to, like, we needed to have a trend that was good for, like, 2020s and beyond, where TVD is absolutely not. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we needed to balance out our love of this bad 2010s show with also our love of a good 2020s thing. Right. Exactly. It's a good balance, you guys. And and then <laughs> And then... And then when we like fully transition into a K-pop contest, I'm just kidding though. Um, but <laughs> and when but, we do our K-pop podcast spinoff, what then? What then? What um, then? no? But actually, if I actually convert some of you into listening into K-pop, I'm so sorry. Like in advance, it is really uh, like brain rot. Yeah. Like when you oh, think about so, it, definitely. Like but it's also. Kind it's of so sometimes. good. It's so good. Like it's it's brand out in a good way, you guys. That's a compliment. Jordan, you and I should both make 
K-pop playlist to put in the description of this episode oh, now we talked about it for so yeah, long. Yeah, I'll make a you K-pop playlist should maybe do like a little like, you and I can do a little collab playlist and we'll be like, this is the Afterbite K-pop playlist. Wait, yeah. The and then, and also K-pop has so many um like songs that have concepts with like vampires or werewolves and stuff like that. We could have so fun. We could actually make, hold up. Hold, hold on. on. Hold on. Are we? Are we, Are we about to a... become like the experts on that weird intersection between TVD and K-pop? I I think so. I think is so. Is that what we're doing? And and the weird thing is, I know we're not the first ones. I know. Like there not. is definitely a TVD to K-pop pipeline. Unfortunately, I think it's more of like a CW show to K-pop pi- ti- pipeline. Yeah. Because like already if you like a CW show, you're already like used to liking some trash that you like makes no sense so like k-pop music videos and concepts already they're like okay you're like okay this doesn't make sense but i'm here for it you know what i mean right exactly exactly yeah yeah, yeah. anyway we should talk about this episode so oh yeah yeah, yeah. damon is locked up and chained at the salvatore house's basement waiting for the antidote and jeremy and matt are guarding him and bringing him vampire blood every few hours so that's like our second that's that's the bad boy group this episode that's bad subunit bad subunit and then Elena's like our little soloist too, you guys. Oh my god, she is though. Caroline runs into Enzo, who tells her that he was working with the travelers and that they have the antidote. But in order to give it to them, Stefan has to meet with the travelers. Which and is Caroline so is like, weird. Why? And Stefan's also like, why? And um, but they both is it do ever it, explained? So is it ever it explained? It is kind of, yes, it is explained to why they want Stefan. Yeah, it is. No, not why they want Stefan. Why they have to meet him somewhere. Like, why they can't just meet him where he's at. Oh, I don't know. I think the thing... Here's the thing. With travelers, you'll notice that a lot of their magic is different than regular magic. Mm-hmm. And a lot of their stuff is, like, their strength is in numbers. So mm. I think by pure numbers, it would take less time for Stefan to get to them than it would for all 45 uh. of them to go to where Stefan is. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. You feel me? Yeah. But then why did they have to be so like nef- like nefarious about it? <laughs> like, They're so nefarious crazy? as fuck and I'm kind of really into it actually. <laughs> it's like we're going to be nefarious for no reason other than to just like remain suspicious. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, a serve. Like, yeah. a serve. <laughs> so Elena and Damon are talking on the phone about all those like weeks that Damon that uh, Elena missed. It was about three weeks of in universe time, which I think I like that they're like this is just under a month. Yeah, Elena also has some flashbacks where she is doing things that are like completely out of context for Elena, and she like is yelling at her friends like, "Why don't you notice it's not me?" I kind of um, love those scenes. You know, they're very ha- much like trauma flashbacks. But also, I think the cool thing about them is that when they first were introduced, I was kind of confused. I was like, what's going on? Why is this happening to mm-hmm. Lena? And then later on, when they mentioned that the, 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 that the, uh, the, the virus has werewolf venom in it, I'm like, oh, she's hallucinating. And I think that was yeah. like a really cool moment for me. Mm-hmm. I, like, I really, oh, really okay, enjoyed this sense. as well. Yeah. And also, it, it feels like, number one, a werewolf hallucination, but also just feels like ptsd like she in a very real way had her personhood taken from her like she was trapped inside of her own head watching Catherine pilot her meat suit like that's traumatic and i like that they're 
not like shying away from that. You know what I mean? They're they're like dealing with it. Like she is having flashbacks right now. Yeah, and flashback to memories that she didn't even initially have, you know? Like I think that's such an interesting thing because like when you're ori- originally watching the show where like Catherine is taking over Elena's body, you're not really I guess aware of the fact that Elena can see all that's going down but is like hopeless and like can't do anything about it um or at least like that's how it felt to me like i was like oh elena's just not here right now this is all Catherine, right but Mm -hmm. to see her like have like these flashbacks to memory she doesn't necessarily remember but like did happen and she did witness kind of occur in in some sort of way it's kind of like being in like one of those like liminal dream states or like or um what's it called sleep paralysis you know yeah yeah um and to see her like be able to like go back and access those memories even though like she wasn't necessarily fully present for them it's kind of like a part of her subconscious in a way i think that's really cool yeah i really really like it um so She's having all these convers- these like flashbacks, and she and Damon are sort of like he's filling her in on what happened in the last few weeks. Uh, he does kill her that he do- or he does tell her. Sorry, he does tell her that he killed Wes, <laughs> and she was like, "That's a little short sighted, wasn't it?" And yeah, hey, I feel like we didn't give that its due last time we talked about that up. The one person who could make uh-huh. Damon not a ripper, Damon killed, and like. Mm-hmm. A little bit short-sighted on the revenge scheme there, huh? Like, we know he's, you he's can do long-term dumb. planning with your whole, like, Whitmore family tree pruning plan. You didn't think yeah, to, like, right. put the dude in a cage or... Like, he literally tortured Wes for information previously. Yeah, like, you're not gonna... I feel like I didn't not... realize how short-sighted that was until Elena was like, okay great thanks like it's like oh right. yeah that was kind of a short-sighted a dick move dumb. huh <laughs> um but he doesn't yeah. ca- tell her that he also killed aaron he specifically like very much shies away from any uh mention of aaron which last episode i think damon was like i'm gonna tell elena everything like okay mm-hmm. romeo really coming through when you're promised there huh mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, uh, she has, Elena has another flashback where she sees Catherine hitting on Stefan um, while she, like, tries to tell him that Catherine has taken over her body. Uh, Which, oh my god. These hallucinations are so good. But also, oh my gosh, Paul and Nina. Paul and Nina! Guys. Oh my god. Like, we had it all, really, and we lost it. Like, what, what is wrong with the world? What's wrong with the universe? Why me? Like, like what why i'm a good person <laughs> you guys are so- i don't deserve right. this actually right like they're so evil like i thought we were done i thought we got over it i was like okay great last elena slash kind elena kind of stuff and scene great 
And they're like, no, we have one more for you guys. They're not done with us. They keep dragging our asses back. No, for real. Like, like, let it go. Like, let me be happy. Let me go. Free me. Free me from this hell. <laughs> right. <God. laughs> um. So, Stefan approaches uh, Traveler HQ, where Caroline and Enzo are agreed to meet. Um, they managed, with the help of Enzo, to find an antidote for the Ripper virus, but they need something in exchange for the for them to, like, hand it over to him. Basically, the travelers need Stefan to find his doppelganger. I feel like Which we kind nice. of forgot that, sure, Elena has a modern doppelganger. She, or, like, Elena is a modern doppelganger. It right. makes sense that Stefan would have one too, just like a slightly older one. I feel like, like I completely forgot about that possibility no, until they showed too. it and he was like a paramedic. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, Elena's a reincarnation of Catherine. Like, of course Stefan has a modern doppelganger. Yeah, like, and the way that Enzo kind of is like, you guys have not read up on your doppelganger, like, um history books have you Lord. right yeah like, it's like he's like i've like, been hanging out like, with these fucking witches these last few weeks i've learned a thing or two <laughs> right and it's like wait me too like maybe i need to read up on my doppelganger lore because how did i not even realize that like me the viewer like i should have like been like that's coming you know what i mean like it's so obvious but like it's not because you don't think about it because you're because in your head you're like but stefan's the modern version of stefan but yep. then you remember that Stefan's 180 some odd right. years old and you're like, oh, wait, right, 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 yeah. Enzo also drops this wording, which I think is very fun and specific. He says, the last remaining pair of doppelgangers are special. Mm. And Marcos wants the blood from the last remaining pair of doppelgangers i.e. Stefan and Elena. Basically, they want to find... They got that... You remember that bucket of blood? <laughs> yeah, hey, I remember, remember that, that bucket, bucket of blood, blood plot point that we just seemingly yeah. forgot about? The way that we were like, huh, weird. Interesting. Weird. <laughs> and then we completely forgot about it? It's back, baby. Basically, they already have this bucket of blood of Stefan and Elena's blood. But Stefan isn't the last doppelganger of the Silas line, basically. Mm -hmm. So they need to use Stefan to find his doppelganger so that they can kill him so that Stefan then becomes the last remaining doppelganger and that he and Elena's blood then becomes magical. Yeah. A whole host of shit there. Which is like, okay, that was a big bomb drop. But it but makes like, sense. It's good. It's such it makes bullshit, sense. but it makes perfect sense. And I'm like, I hate it. I hate it here. I hate I hate now that I get it. Like, like fuck you guys. I, I don't like it. I hate it. that you taught me magic in this way. But also, I wanted to say, I mean, we didn't say this, mention this before, but there's a point. I just want to go back to it. There's a point where Stefan says that Caroline is looking for the antidote for Helena. Mm-hmm. And now we have to recognize that Caroline, this is Caroline's first out of many times <laughs> trying to find the antidote for something. Literally. First here on TVD. 
I don't know if it happens again, but definitely is like why she's away in Legacies. Like, I just wanted to bring it up. Weird coincidence that it happens twice at least. Mm-hmm. They're like, if I had a nickel for every time that this happened, I would have two nickels, but it's kind of weird that it happened twice. Yeah, like like that, exactly. Like, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, hey, remember that time we had Caroline go look for Anna? What if we did that, but like just for longer and like she, she doesn't show up? Stefan has some hesitancies about this whole plan because when Stefan linked, when Tessa did this in the past and Stefan got linked to Silas, he lost all his memories. Mm-hmm. Sloane uh, tells him that they'll be careful and that that won't happen again. And he agrees to do it, even though Caroline is like, um, maybe not. Maybe not the best plan here, Steph. I love how weird she is over him this ep- entire episode. Because also, to be fair, he's doing some real self destructive shit. Yeah. <laughs> Like, he lost his memory last time this happened. But he's like, anything. You know? Anything for Elena, you know? I know. And I'm just like, bestie. <sighs> uh, Elena's hallucinate. Fuck, I can't say the word hallucinations, huh? <laughs> Elena's hallucinations. Jesus, God almighty. Um continue and this time she sees Aaron and she realizes that he's dead uh, she believes that she is the one who killed him and she starts getting a little crazy uh, Which is like, she calls Damon mm-hmm. I was gonna say it's kind of insane that through a hallucination that accessed her subconscious she learned that Aaron was dead she really like, is like I wouldn't be thinking about him unless he was dead because of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. She reverse psychology to herself. She baited herself, honestly, here. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Damn, 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 damn. Um, and Damon doesn't know what to tell her. He, like, really wimps out of fucking telling her like he said he was going to. Right. Like, last episode, he was like, I'm gonna tell her everything. And then this episode, he's like, mmm. I'm a little baby and I can't handle no. the consequences of my actions. Even though he doesn't even really get any consequences for his actions. When you I think know, about and it. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Elena believes that everyone is lying to her because he is. And she hangs up. And he knows that like she's not fine. And so he is like, I need to go see her. He calls Matt, manages to capture him, throwing his Gilbert ring away. Uh, and he threatens Jeremy that if he won't let him go to Elena, he'll kill Matt. And Jeremy's like, all right, fine. Fuck. Jesus. God. Um, and then he runs out of the room. Mm-hmm. Yikes. All around. Then we get one of my favorite new characters. Mm-hmm. My favorite new character. Luke. Luke pops up in the dorm room as Elena's coming out of a out of a hallucination and she acts I like this actually I like that she acts like she knows him and we the the viewer have not been introduced to him you know what I mean yeah I like that she's just like this is a guy in the world that Elena knows keep up Bessie like it's it's like it's such a because in your head you're thinking like wait did we really meet this guy before but we're, it also almost puts us into Elena's 
shoes of like yeah like she doesn't know how she knows him you know what i mean uh-huh. like it, it really puts the viewer into elena's shoes it's like it's, if it kind of just does feel like those hallucinations that were happening before we realized they were hallucinations you know uh-huh they they they're really good at this episode uh, of us of making you a little bit confused but not like in a bad way yeah i just love god this episode's actually kind of good that's what i'm <laughs> telling you i'm saying like this was so good i enjoyed this episode a lot Uh, so Luke is like, yeah, my boyfriend dumped my ass at a place called Senior Frogs, so I left and came home early. Um, and he, like, is very friendly and nice. He's like, all right, let me just shower and we can, like, drown our mutual sorrows in Rum Runners or something. Um, and she is, like, getting too thirsty at this point, so she's like, I really have to turn you i'm very sorry for this so she rips her own um wrist open and force feeds him vampire blood and she's like i'm really sorry about this and she is about to snap his neck um before but before she can she sees that he has a vampire bite on his neck and she's like what the fuck is that and he's like i mean my paranoid boyfriend thought they were hickeys but they're obviously something worse and she is like Fuck, or your friend Elena was feeding on you. Uh, and she like compels him and she's like, forget this conversation. Go find Bonnie Bennett and tell her to come and bring the witch. I need to get out of here right now. Go. And Luke scampers off. Mm-hmm. I love Luke. <laughs> I know Luke sucks, but I do love him very much, actually. He seems like a fun little villain. Like he's a, not like, even just a villain. He's just a little guy. <laughs> I mean, the way he, he's introducing this episode, it kind of feels like he's a little bit of a villain. Yeah. Yeah. But he's just so... <laughs> he's just so... He feels like a little gremlin. He's just a little guy. Uh, Luke does exactly what she tells him, and when Bonnie and Liv arrive, Elena asks them to undo the seal. Bonnie tries to explain that it's better for her to stay there, but Elena throws a stake at Liv, and she tells her that if she won't break the seal's seal so that she can heal her, she will die. Mm-hmm. Poor Liv, really going through it. This app. No, she, really? She, like, got roasted by Bonnie earlier. Yeah. This Right now, she's getting a fucking stake to the stomach, like... Like Girl. there's there is no no place of like rest for her. Just she literally is just like getting attacked this whole episode, <laughs> and then she turns out that she's actually a a bitch who causes problems on purpose. And I'm right. like, okay, favorite character slay, let's go. I love that reveal. It was so good. We'll talk about it because I do love love the way this is revealed actually yeah uh stefan does what the travelers ask and uh the travelers give the antidote and enzo leaves to take it to damon and elena 
And through this ritual, few interesting things about this ritual. Number one is when they start doing the spell, Sloane uh, goes over to cut Stefan's palm. And Stefan's like, most witches don't need the blood. And she's like, okay, but travelers do. Anyway, um, which I really like as an expansion of what travelers are. Because if you remember, travelers are sort of not like... They're not like traditional witches. They were the witches that got banned, kind of? Mm-hmm. Remember? We we learned about this early in the season. They're the witches that got sort of, like, cast out from they're kind traditional of like, witch society. If you think about it, they're kind of like the devil. They're not... We meet him later. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> They are sort no, of like I'm... the cousins of witches. They're not quite the same, but they still do magic. They just have to do it in different ways, like with bigger groups and with more physical components. No, what I mean by that is that their story is kind of like the devil. Yeah. I mean, yes, but also, again, we meet him later. <laughs> I love how we I was trying to make PD. a joke. And it actually turns out to accidentally got revealed that we meet the devil in your life. Oh my god. Sorry. Uh, you made a joke and accidentally guessed a plot point of season Ooh. seven, eight, somewhere in there. Oh. Whoop. Oh. Um, they find out that Stefan's other doppelganger is a paramedic in Atlanta. Which, whoa. Um, number one, lifesaver, literally. Whoa. Love that for him. I also love that that's just like, no matter what, Stefan would always be some sort of like person who tries to help people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Also, it begs a question. We could have had, like, Elena want- wanted to become a doctor. We could have had, like, Dr. Power. No, really. No, really. Like, that's what I was thinking about too, because I know that plot point. And yeah. I was like, "Like, wow, y'all are crazy!" Like, I hate y'all you are guys. crazy for this one. I kind of hate you guys. You're so annoying. Like really? constantly y'all hinting crazy at the fa- for that one. Like constantly hinting at the fact that they're soulmates, and and yet, and yet, and yet, um. So Sloane tries to take the ritual farther by um, trying to kill the doppelganger through Stefan. But I think Caroline's right in thinking that this would also cause harm to Stefan. Mm-hmm. So she puts a knife to her throat and makes her stop. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Caroline. Love you, Caroline. Really the anchor of this subunit. I'm not no, going to No, really. Like the backbone of the subunit. Exactly. You know? the ace of the subunit the ace in the hole <laughs> we have to stop just doing k-pop on this podcast. i gotta stop i gotta stop dropping k-pop terminology in this in this podcast as if people know what i'm talking about like i love how my favorite thing about learning a new thing is like learning all the words for everything yeah Cause then you're just like, I'ma just I'ma just drop this like weird terminology on you. You don't know what I mean. You probably never will get what I mean, but I love using words in their places. 
for specific things. I don't know. It's fun. Damon and Elena meet on just like a random street, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where but prior to the meeting, Nina was acting her ass off. Okay. Nina was fucking acting. Like real acting, okay? Not like some not acting. some baby acting that we no acting with a capital A. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Like wow. Chills. Just chills. Literally though. Literally though. Um Elena's like going again going a little bonkers because she believes she killed Aaron and Damon finally fucking tells her that he was the one who killed them because he thought that she had broken up with him when Enzo and then Enzo appears with the antidote um that whole scene once Damon enters it becomes a much worse scene yeah Yeah. so basically they both take the antidote and now there's a sort of like awkward silence around them, which I really do enjoy. It's it's really weird. Like, oh, oops. Uh, <laughs> Enzo makes his way back to the travelers and Caroline and Stefan. Uh, Stefan wakes up after the ritual and Caroline's like, hey, we found the doppelganger. But to make them stop, uh, uh, she agreed to go find the doppelganger with Enzo and uh, unfortunately kill him. Yikes. Uh. Which also, I forgot to mention this. Mm-hmm. But when they're fighting about, he's like, she's like, why'd you do this? Damien literally lies. Like, I think originally he didn't say that it was because he said that he he, he did it because he wanted to prove that Elena was right about him. That he was a bad person who would kill in cold blood for no reason. Yeah. And like, Damon, that is who you are. What are you talking about? You wanted to prove to Elena that you knew that about yourself. You said so prior. You're just trying to save face, my dude. Stop lying. I can it's see just so... through you. Ugh. I like just own up to it. Just, yeah, just say it. Just say it as it is. Say it. Say it. I'm a bad person, Elena. Say it with your just whole chest. Just say it once. Yeah. Also, I did. I almost forgot this very cute um, Stefan and Caroline scene. But when Stefan wakes up, uh, he looks at Caroline. He's like, Rebecca. And she's just like, fuck you. They have like this cute little it's like so back cute. and forth. <laughs> I agree. And it's I'm like, so cute. Uh-huh. I love them. <laughs> like, love yes, them. I'm here for Sterling. Like, feed, feed me. Like, you, you, if you're going to take Selena away constantly from me, you might as well just give me this. Just give you me know? something in return. Um, And yeah, no, they're so cute. I love them. Um, back at Whitmore College, <laughs> hmm. my one of I think my favorite scenes in this app. Yeah. <laughs> um, Liv and Bonnie are walking to 
Liv's dorm room and she's still sort of like covered in blood uh, and she's like you know I guess I should donate this shirt to Elena's weird fire cleanse because it's pretty fucking useless now uh, and Bonnie's like you know if you don't want any part of this I get it like magic isn't for everyone I won't be offended and um, Liv is like no I want this and I want you to teach me uh, so they agree to meet up tomorrow morning bright and early for levitation apparently Hmm. And um, in a fun parallel from the early from earlier in this episode, I think it's a scene we skipped over because it was just sort of, sort of like a little scene. But basically, Liv was struggling mm-hmm. to light a candle in the bar that she works at. Um, when Liv enters her dorm room, the, she closes the door and then she just like raises her hand and ignites dozens of candles, um, just like like it's fucking nothing, right. Uh, and so she is like looking at the place that Elena stabbed her and she like lifts her shirt up and then from her bed Luke speaks uh, and he's like fucking show off and she's like what the hell I was about to take my shirt off and then I love that Luke just lists off his two important character traits right now he's just like <laughs> relax I'm gay and your brother you're the least attractive person in the world to me. <laughs> <laughs> those are by the way his only two character traits and I love him so much <laughs> his only character traits are that he's gay and lives technically he's Liv's twin brother oh um, that's why yeah that's why they got two actors that look pretty similar actually yeah um, these actors are both sort of like shaggy blondes in the same way which is weird to say but like it works yeah um and he continues to go on, and he is just a little villain. He's like, you know, Elena, sorry to drag you into this, but Elena thought she was compelling me, and I couldn't exactly give up on the ruse. <laughs> Yikes, like, I love him. Oh my god, like, this reveal, never saw it coming, and I love it. I know! I also think that's part of why um they kept us the viewers in the dark about who luke was because mm-hmm. he does actually have a history with elena he is if you look closely he is in the background scenes of the bitter ball oh really um, where he claims that he and elena met yes oh actually. wow so they had been planning this for a while they had this actor and they were like hey if you don't mind we're gonna hey do you want to like come to set for one day you just need to dress up in a suit and do this it's fine um so Liv's like, fuck, I'm fine. Like, after Elena gutted me, she gave me some of her blood. Um, and Luke is like, and how is our precious anchor to the other side? Ooh. And Liv is like, you know, it's fine. I'm letting her think that she's teaching me magic. It's kind of cute. And they both sort of chuckle. And then Luke's like, you know, yeah, until she realizes her friends are in jeopardy, then not so cute. Oh, I, this is the perfect way to set up a little antagonist, a little plot line. Like, yes. He's just a little guy. <laughs> it's like... They're just I think, two little guys who cause problems. <laughs> I think this and the Traveler plot line this episode has reignited my interest in this season. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, okay. Now something is going afoot now, and um, I I think maybe a thing that season five has lacked for so long, or little things like this, like 
things happening in the background, but you not knowing necessarily they're happening, and then like it a twist happening and it all coming together, you know? Um I feel like a lot of the stuff up until this point has been so either like messy or like okay i see where this is going mm-hmm. you know like kind of boring either bo- is it, it's been either boring or messy honestly yeah um and this is like the first episode in a while that i'm not bored and th- things are starting to make sense and like, like- Jesus Christ. Like, it took us fucking long enough. Right. Like, why is this the episode? Why is it taking you 15 episodes for you to, like, finally make some sense? <laughs> like, why do I have to go to 14, like, 15, 14 to 15 hours of pain before I get it? And it sucks because, like, okay, the Silas and Amarna storyline at the beginning of the season was, like, necessary, right? To make right. Bonnie the anchor to the other side for this other shit to happen, for the travelers to come in, was necessary. The worst part of this season was the fucking Whitmore storyline that made yeah. no fucking sense yeah. and had no purpose. It was, like, those, like, episodes from, what, 508 to 514 or whatever? With learning about Fucking Augustine. useless too right yeah the augustine plotline fucking useless take that out of the season and just give me more of this right like you didn't have to have all of that i think the problem is that like the beginning silas and amara stuff is like necessary right yeah so like it seems a little messy but it it works right and like it, it is still a little interesting at least yeah and then after that at 507 when you have the fucking season finale on episode seven you know what i mean like then you go into 508 through 514 it's like fucking worthless garbage jesus christ and the only interesting thing that happens there is that Catherine dies and goes into elena's body right and that's like near the end of that stint and also you could have done that over any storyline why did you do it over the augustine storyline right whatever fucking jesus and then this kicks in and you're like oh so this is a good part of the season yeah 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 yeah. okay right it was just very much a weird sophomore slump storyline that just fucking sucks the life out of season five right especially because it's it's so much to get through too like i didn't even watch the cell episode because i didn't want to have to endure that yeah (laughs) it's still so funny that that's your um it's the only blank that you have on this on this season is just the cell. Yeah, and I, I'm sorry. I don't think I will go back and watch it. Like, it's not it's not happening very And likely. you know what? That's valid. That's like, so valid. I'm not putting myself... Th- I already put myself so through so much for TVD. I'm not putting myself through that for TVD. Yeah, that's fair. That's so fair. Um... But, like, this is when, like, TVD is, like, good and fun. Yeah. It's like, where where was all this? Like, come on, you guys. Get it together. Last scene this episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> I already want to start. Oh, laughing. my God. It's so funny. Elena starts going off on Damon about how she's like, Catherine was me. You should have been the one that noticed. And Damon is like, yeah, you think I don't know that? Okay. Still useless to me in the grand scheme of things, though. Thank you, Damon. I'm glad you're self-aware enough at least for that. Yeah. 
And she's, Lena's like just making points. She's like, if only you had seen through her, Damon, there would be no vampire virus. Aaron would still be alive. And Damon says the phrase, Catherine didn't do this. I did. I thought you broke my heart, so I ripped open Aaron's neck. That is how much control you have over me. Oh my god. What the fuck? Why why are we why are we, control control over control? you You're you're not serious. You're not serious. Like you're you cannot be serious. You you have to be fucking with me right now. But he like is, what? But he is so dead ass fucking serious. He's serious. <laughs> and that's when I started laughing. When he said that, I was like, no. I, was, I had to pause. And I was like, no way is this real. Like, he did not just say that. Like, get a grip. I don't know how to tell you this, but like, get a grip. Get it together. Get it to is, fucking together, dude. Because this isn't working. Like, no way are you so admitting then- someone has control over you based off of whether or not they're dating you. Like... Bestie. Go to therapy. And like, and I'm still here. That's how much control you have over me. And it's like, bestie? Um, huh? Are we all hearing the same conversation right now? Like, is this supposed to be an epic de- declaration of love? Because to me, it just sounds horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Like, horrifying and then David is like (laughs) and then David is like listen to us we're toxic we're in a toxic relationship I just killed your friend and you find someone else to blame and Elena is not having it like you want me to blame you Easy. Done. You fucked up, Damon. I wish they could swear on this show so goddamn bad. No, really? (laughs) She's like, you put me in a position where I have to defend you again. Where I have to bend my morals again. Where I have to go against every single thing I believe in again. Because I love you. No, no, no. Who wrote that line? Who wrote that line? (laughs) Who wrote that? Who wrote that line? Who wrote that line? Who because wrote this episode? Caroline Dries? Dries? You're not seeing heaven for that <laughs> one, bestie. Like, 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 you wrote, like, that's not in the Bible. Like, you wrote down something that should be illegal. And then Damon's like, said, stop loving me. <laughs> <laughs> and Elena's like, I can't. That's the problem. We don't work. Then we agree. This has to end. And then Elena's like, it just did. We're over. And then there's like this moment <laughs> where you know, no, and and at that moment you knew that they were going to continue, and like you. It knew was it. at that moment that we knew. Anyway, was- they have hate sex after this. They have breakup sex. <laughs> <laughs> The fucking comedy. Oh, that's a comedy right there. Like, that's that's so funny. Like, 
one of the like there were tears in my eyes you guys i'm so serious like after watching this and like the end credits rolling i had to get i got up and i just started laughing uncontrollably and then i went to another room and i started laughing again because i was like no way did i just watch that unfold on the screen like no way that was a real like sequence of events that happened just now <laughs> it's just comedy it's comedy just gold. fucking comedy at its like, finest like that's an snl skit right there it Let's literally real. like like who actually caroline sorry for for like ragging on you you actually you're just in the wrong field of business have you thought of <laughs> have you thought of applying to be a writer for SNL, they need some help over there right now, and I think you're the perfect solution. I think the best part about the Vampire Diaries is that it feels like they should know that they're a comedy by now, but they don't. But they don't, <laughs> and like so you like, should know, but you don't. Like the fact that they are acting this hard in this scene should tell you they're they're acting as hard as the people in the world of the married are acting but like it's not the same it is not the same like the dialogue the material is not the same and just the way (laughs) ian as always acts like he's wearing one of those like mission impossible masks of his own face (laughs) like I don't know what that boy is doing, but he's sure doing something. And like, like, every time Nina has to act opposite him, it's just like, truly he brings her down to his level. You know what I mean? No, for real. Like, she was serving this entire episode. was like going insane. And, like, I was living for every moment of it. And there's this thing I feel like she does when she acts against him where her voice turns a little flat. And it makes it unbelievable. Like, she's not she's not doing her best. She checks the fuck out whenever she has to act with Ian. And I don't know if this is because of, like, behind-the-scenes stuff. I think um, Nina and Ian dated for a while, but had yeah. broken up by this point, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. Um... And that most certainly is the energy they are giving. <laughs> like, not to be mean, but that is most certainly the energy they are giving. Like, people being forced to work with one another. Yeah, I get it. Like... It's just so... But, like I was saying earlier, the material is just not there. Like, you guys are definitely a comedy. Like, I think it makes it even funnier that they think they're not a comedy. Because then it's just, like, that makes it ten times more funnier. Because, like, it's like, no, you guys, you're not... A real drama. You're a comedy. Embrace it. Love it. Live it. Because that's what you are. You will never be an actual drama. Like. Yeah. Uh, you're like. Again. Another thing. I feel like it's so easy to compare it to like Nancy Drew. Of all things. <laughs> like Nancy Drew has mm-hmm. better writing. Better drama. In it than TVD. Right, and they're both supernatural genres. So, like, let that sink in. Like, they both deal with the supernatural, but one is just doing it way better than the other in terms of like, yes, just like even like little drama. Like, 
my, my, remember, you guys, the best writer, uh, one of the best writers of the season, wrote for Nancy Drew. Okay, is one of and, the showrunners slash executive producers of Nancy Drew. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So like, yeah, no, you guys just don't like you're you're never gonna be that, and it's okay. You just don't get it. You don't get it. You're never gonna be her, and that's okay. You can you can live in your own lane of being a comedy pretending to be a drama, a melodrama of that at that. Um. But yeah, no, this scene made me crack up. I was dying. I was on the floor laughing. I was that <laughs> I was that video of, of Kim Lip actually rolling on the floor. I saw a video today of Kim Lip from Luna. <laughs> she like she like she was like laughing like at what what another member did on like a variety show and she rolled onto the floor. <laughs> while laughing honestly so true and Me. then caused one of the hosts who was walking over there to trip and fall <laughs> <laughs> and it was so funny i was like why is she and then someone wrote in the comment she's actually rolling on the floor laughing and i was like wait you're so right like me wish it was me <laughs> like like uh i've i've only i think i've only only laughed that hard where i had to like get up or like had to move my body a few times in my life you know what i mean and this is one of those times for me right right (laughs) i had to get up and laugh again like i did it's just so god what a (laughs) just like what an into an episode huh yeah. Where they're just like by the way, they're gonna ha they're gonna hate fuck now, but they're definitely over. But they're not over, unfortunately. Unfortunately, they're not over. They'll be here. They're endgame, unfortunately. We all know this, and it's a shame. It's honestly It's a literally shame. so sad. It's the most depressing thing in the whole fucking vampire diaries universe that is like Delena's endgame. Like that's the worst. That's the that is a stain upon your universe right there. Like, damn. Y'all got the whole <laughs> Y'all got every other parent out there, but Damon and Elena had to be endgame. Like, damn. Y'all couldn't think of something else? I couldn't think of anything else here. Come on. Come on, you guys. Scale of one to ten. Mm-hmm. What do you rank in this episode, Jordan? Okay. Let's be real. Let's be real. Uh-huh. TVD has been not good. Mm-hmm. Correct. For a long time. Correct. This is, this is the first time in a long time. I want to give it a 10. Shit. I mean, you gave Gone Girl a 10, too. Is this going to be, like, the first time that, like, it has continued that energy? Yeah. it's This is a genuine, like... Wait, what episode was... Gone Girl was the last episode with Catherine, right? Yes, it was last ep. Yeah, no. It's, like, not even the same energy, I feel like, because... It's a very different 10. We gave the last episode a 10 because of the drama. Right. This one I'm giving a 10 because of the comedy. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, the entertainingness, too. Like, it was very engaging. And, like... They definitely, I feel like, in a, I feel like 
honestly, this is a little bit of a one-up to Gone Girl in a way because I feel like Gone Girl heavily relied on Nina being a star Acting for it to get that off. 10, right? This, it feels like everyone put in a little bit of work to get to that 10. So, so it's a little more of a 10, but it's definitely a 10. Like, wow. You guys a are 10, yeah. kind of going off right now. Damn. This is the this is the first thing, this is the first episode this season that really made me think Gone Girl has some competition for being my number one right. episode of this season. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Like, we've given some other episodes, like, if I look back, like, For Whom the Bell Tolls 504, you and Brian also gave that a 10. I gave, it like, a 9.5. Like, that might have been competition for Gone Girl, but, like, Gone Girl still, like, blew Was that out of the shiny. water. But this one, I'm like, hey, this is kind of like making me remember that TVD is fun, actually. Yeah. It might be my Gone Girl competition here. Yeah. It's even though the ending is not necessarily something that I want until I get back together. It's still the way that they do it is so weird and funny. Comedy. That like I'll, I'll allow it, you know, Um which is like different from other Delaney breakups because every time, other time they got back together, I was like, "Oh, here we go again." But this time, I'm like, "Okay, c- comedy goals, you guys. If you guys keep up this comedic energy of you acknowledging the fact that you're toxic, like you're the worst couple ever, but for some reason you continue to be together, I'll allow it. Because I just want to. I will allow it. I, I just want to know. I just want to know that these two people are crazy. Not crazy in love. They're just crazy. They're just a little kind of nuts. And they are willing to stay with one another despite both being bad for each other, both acknowledging that they're bad for each other and being like, okay, well, let's continue. Like, that's comedy right there because no one in their right mind would continue. But for some reason, they do. They're just like, fuck it. I guess the sex is too good. I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I Imagine Damon Salvatore being good at fucking. Not to be like rude or anything, and this is the last I'll speak on it. But I can't imagine that man knows where the clit is. No, I agree. (laughs) Who's our MVP this episode? Oh, hmm. Can I can I suggest one that might be a little out of left field? Uh huh. The Parker twins, Luke and Liv. Yeah, I love their little scene, but was it enough to get? I, MVP? I don't know if they're MVP worthy. Actually, but they're like they're like honorable mentions. They definitely are honorable mentions. I mean, but like really, when you think about it, Elena, maybe like yeah. Nina was acting this uh, like, episode. Nina was acting again. Nina did do a lot of the acting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, if I could give it to like a subunit. I would give if I could give the first one to a subunit. You guys get it, right? If I give the first one to a subunit, I would definitely give it to the Stefan, uh, Caroline. Did Enzo kind of join their subunit? Yeah, in a way, Enzo was a little part of the subunit, and I wasn't angry about it. So I would kind of give it to them because I really like the Travelers plot. What's their subunit name? (laughs) Um. this is so hard to do because subunits don't name names don't necessarily have to do with like 
the group, the whole group. You they know, don't like, make any goddamn sense. Right, like WJSN have two subunits, the Black and Chokomi. Does, does that make sense to you? No. No. But, like, that's what they are. So, like, what are their subunits? Stefan, Caroline, and Enzo. Uh-huh. They feel, their energy feels a little bit, I don't know, like, Knights of the Round Table-y. Uh-huh. You know? So, like. What if we, what if their name is, like, Lancelot or something? Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay, their what name if, is what if, their name is Lancelot. What is <laughs> their subunit name is is just Lancelot? Literally, is, that's just it. What is Damon, Jeremy, and that subunit name? Gwen? Who was it on the round table that sucked? Sorry, um, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember Merlin lore. <laughs> lore. Do you not remember your Merlin lore? Uh, come on. So, sorry, that was like so middle school. No, not even middle school. That was so like high school of me. And like it's been a while. Do, do you know how I, I got into? Fine. You know how I got into that lore. Guess, 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 guess. guess. Um, Merlin the show. No. Avalon High, the Disney Channel original movie. Oh, so true. Actually, <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Uh, Greg Sulkin's in that. You guys. Greg Sulkin. Greg Sulkin is in like everything, everything from my childhood, and I didn't right. realize it right. until now. Right, like he's everywhere. Um, but yeah, I love that movie. Oh, so good! Like when I saw it, I was like, "That's a masterpiece in the making." Like they need a sequel, and then they never gave it to them. How dare you? Um, but okay, so I think Elena's name should be Merlin. Of course, that's her solo. Oh my that's god, her that's name. her soloist name. Yeah, okay, that's her, that's so her, true, Merlin. Yeah. Or or they do like a variation of it. You know, because Or it's like M. instead of like the E in Merlin, it's like a three. Right, 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 right. Or it's 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 M E R and then one uh, instead of L for Oh no, I was thinking M E R explanation mark. I yeah. Right? Yeah, right. Actually, right? yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, I love K-pop so much. Like you guys don't get it. Like it's so fun. Like it's so fun. Sorry, I just sorry. I googled. I went. On, I'm on the wiki page of the Knights of the Round Table. Yeah. And can we just talk about near the bottom? Um, there is a knight called Yurian, uh-huh. and then he has a son called Yvain. Uh-huh. Um, and that's like his son. But then below that on the table, there's another character called Yvain. It's just Yvain the bastard because that's. His <laughs> bastard son instead of his proper son. They do though have the same first name. <laughs> no, that's not getting the same name as your fucking bastard brother. Like <laughs> what? That has to be the name of this group though, right? That's the name of the family. You made the bastard is the name. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you name him the same thing? <laughs> really setting your boy Yvain up for failure there, huh? And that's exactly what that company did by by naming naming that subunit Yvain the Bastard. Yeah, no, they just called it Yvain the Bee. Yeah, that's the, the, the Bee. That's the title of the group, but like everybody who knows knows no, that they're exactly. the bastard. Right. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Have to come through on that K-pop playlist in the description because people are gonna be like, "What is going on here? Like, what is K-pop? Here, we'll show you. 
don't worry, we got you. I've already start. I've already started one, and I'll just make it collaborative, and you can add yours, and then we can. Okay. Post it. <laughs> oh, God. I love. I love it here. So much fun. <laughs> That's it, actually. Next week on Afterbite. <laughs> Next week on Afterbite, hopefully we'll talk more about the actual show and less about K-pop. Mm-hmm. It's actually though going to be K-pop. It's fucking Jesus God. <laughs> it will be Afterbite's one hundredth episode. It might not come directly after this episode. We might need an extra week or two to prepare it because we're going to be doing something pretty special. Head on over to our Twitter at Afterbite Pod for full details. Trust me, you do not want to miss this. We're going to have fun. It's going to be a fun episode. Trust me. Let's go. We have, I have some new ideas already now that we've talked about the K-pop <laughs> for the last 20 minutes. So join us for Afterbite's 100th episode spectacular coming soon to a podcast platform near you. As always, if you want to get things early, you can head on over to patreon.com slash afterbite. You get things early, bonus episodes, as well as special discounts on merch like more coming soon. <laughs> 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 you can also head on over to Twitter at After My Pod, whatever. You know the fucking deal by now. Hey guys, Stan the Lancelot subgroup. Honestly, I know we said Stan Luna last time, and that's good because Luna's good, but kind of Stan Lancelot, Stan actually. Lancelot, you guys. They're, they're, you guys, they're nominated for their first win. We have to vote, okay? We have to stream. We have to vote. They're up for the fighties.